So it obviously prompted a few questions about what's considered socially acceptable in our respective regions. Um, I, I can't imagine walking down the road and seeing someone, yeah, with a pet pigeon and a, a Komodo dragon on a leash whilst holding a kid and doing a circus act. How that wouldn't bring <laughs> attention, I don't know, but in New York, it's just another Tuesday. So, what's it up? Hello, 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 hello. We are back. Uh, another episode. As you've seen recently, uh, we've got some updates that we've been doing on our side, and that's both on YouTube and Spotify. So, a reminder for those of you that are new to this platform. Uh, the Big Vibe with Kevin Ty, we're on Spotify, YouTube, all of our social media, and we've now introduced polls. So we're yes, making sir. it a lot more interactive and looking to get your feedback and your opinion to some of our really most winning topics, I would say. So <laughs> please, just a reminder, our previous episodes, you still have some time to give your input on some of those polls, but every successive episode from here on out will have a poll question and a general question that we'd like to get your feedback on. So remember yes, that, sir. Spotify and YouTube. Can you get things off? Oh man, there's a lot going on in this weird and wonderful world we live in. Um, I came across a page on Instagram called What is New York? Yeah. Fascinating page. <laughs> it's essentially the craziest people in the world um, operating in what looks to be very socially acceptable places. So for instance, you would have someone walking a Komodo dragon on the New York subway. Yep. We would have um, New York cabs and Uber drivers playing a musical instrument whilst driving. Yeah, in traffic. And uh, so just a few that, that um, came to mind. It's honestly one of the most bizarre things yeah. you could ever come across. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, go on Instagram and look at what is New York. But it sparked the question. And um, before I ask that question, I want to yes. say, those of you who have been a part of our journey for the longest time, you'd know that we mentioned the rat problem that is in New York and yep. them looking to get a rat czar, someone that's going to be uh, essentially the solution to all of their rat problems. Yeah. And we've got a newly appointed uh, czar. Uh, it's safe to say that her name is Kathleen Corardi. And yep. she has taken up the mantle in leading New York um, into the new, what do I call it? The new... The new actual, age, I guess. The rat-free. Yes, the new the rat age. Free. The rat-free age of New York City. Yeah. I, I, was, I was reading up. I was reading up about her. And uh, I know we have a different direction that we want this episode to go in. But something came, came up while I was reading up about her that I wanted to ask you about. So basically, this woman's story is that she's always been involved in the rat cleanup um from when she was a kid she recounts a story when she was walking with her mom on like a train track and she saw a rat carcass like on the track and she was so like i guess shook or, or grossed out or whatever you want to call it by that rat that she started a petition with the local people in the area to get like a the municipality to come do a cleanup and they did right so they came and she was like i don't know 10 years old and she managed to get this whole area cleaned up of rats and since then she's been uh she's had this goal of clearing New York of the rat problem. So I wanted to ask you, is there anything from your childhood that had 
such an impact on you that it has carried on into, I mean, this woman has built her professional career around this thing. Around so this. do you have anything that you can maybe kind of relate to something that happened that you've kind of carried with you or aim to do? Aim to do, uh, I think I'm going to, I'll speak on the aim to do part. So growing up in South Africa, we obviously encounter um, a big gap in the social economic, I guess, um, space, let's yeah. call it the, the social economic status and, and space um, yeah. between uh, demographics. And yes. the one thing that I've always been so curious on, so watching DSCB programs like extreme couponing i think that's that's what it was okay and i wondered how is it that we don't have something like this integrated in south africa so my lifelong dream is to have some kind of campaign either with uh, a shop right a pickers or one of the local supermarkets that allows people to use <laughs> um coupons in order to okay. buy groceries on a monthly basis i think with south africa um coming under quite a bit of financial strain. It would help a lot of families and communities. And I think yeah. seeing that implemented in action, there'll be a few more um, aspects to it, but I'd like to see a coupon system being integrated into the African supermarkets to allow people that don't have the financial buy um, groceries have, have an a opportunity to yeah. get like basics. Okay. Like, um, that makes sense. That's I quite cool. like that. For me, I right. think it's um, quite a simple... Um, I, I wouldn't really necessarily say that it's something that I am actively trying to do, but I think it's just subliminal. Um, we, growing up, oh, we moved houses every year. We um, would move from one house to the next. And what I've noticed is now that I'm older, I try my best not to do that anymore. Like, I've found like the importance of just like having roots and settling in and... Um, I just think it's so crazy how like these small things that we notice or that we see or that we experience growing up become such obviously an intricate part of what we have when we're older. So it's not necessarily wanting to be a homeowner because that comes with its own set of headaches, but like just not moving around all the time, I suppose would be my, what would you call it? My rats are full circle moments. I mean, I know I'm not changing the city, <laughs> but um yeah, anyway, let's let's get back into the, the, right. the crux of where we were going for this season, this episode. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so it obviously prompted a few questions about what's considered socially acceptable in our respective regions. Um, I, I can't imagine walking down the road and seeing someone, yeah, with a pet pigeon and a, a Komodo dragon on a leash whilst holding a kid and doing a circus act how that wouldn't bring <laughs> attention i don't know but in new york it's just another tuesday so <laughs> i wanted to find out have you come across anything that you would generally find um i guess less socially acceptable in south africa in thailand okay I know previously you've mentioned the uh, fish tank being powered by a honda like, yeah, motorcycle yeah. in order to Yes. Provide a street dish. So, yeah. Any other takeaways? Um, I think for me, what the first thing, there's a few that come to mind for me. Um, the first thing would probably be um, the the big, the bike culture that's here is obviously like very different to back home. Like you see like entire families, four, five, six people on a bike with a dog, um, like just chilling. A dog will sit on the backseat <laughs> of a bike, you know, that's, 
that's something that I don't think that you'd see readily in South Africa. Um, the other thing that I, that that we were speaking about the other day is um, you go to these markets, right? Uh, and they have a lot of like delicious food. Um, sometimes food that's uh, a little bit out there, but. What took a while for us to get to, um, and I don't think this would fly in South Africa, was that there would be sushi, right, um, at these markets. And now these are outside markets. Um, and first of all, the sushi is very, very cheap. It's like, I don't know, five rand a piece on average, five rand, six rand Oof. a piece. Um, but the problem is Thailand's a hot country. And this market's open from like, I don't know, five until 10 or 11. And the sushi is just sitting there. Now we've eaten it and we didn't get sick. But I can't yeah. imagine all the Karens or all the people in South Africa like willingly going and buying first of all five rand sushi would raise like a hundred million <laughs> questions but secondly no, the fact that it's, shots. it's just out there in the sun you know what I'm saying like you you gambling with your life out here so I think those are the <laughs> those are the two things that come to mind for me how about you ah yeah that's brilliant man ah, Thailand is the the, the place that to keeps be. on giving man <laughs> wow uh, from my side the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking about this question was the pub culture here. Um, firstly, seeing kids in pubs is completely different to what you'd expect back home. And similarly, in these pubs, if you have uh, a temperature uh, temperature here that's over say, 15, 16 degrees Celsius, people are going bare-chested, man. It's wild. Like no shirt. So people, no shirt. Yeah. <laughs> People are on no shirts sitting on the outside seating area. And you'd also have guys, so say I, you're not me, but someone went to the pub in jeans, right? Yeah. And they start getting hot. You'd have guys that take their pants off and sit in the boxes with their undies at what? pubs. This is a, <laughs> a custom throughout the UK. It's wild. I'm like, surely someone has to reprimand you for that. That's the first thing. And then the second thing, and I don't know if this is just a small town or a smaller town thing, but the fact that um, takeaway places only open up after five. Yes, you mentioned this before. The yeah. strangest thing. Like, how do you make business if you're literally only operational between the hours of five o'clock to 11 o'clock each night? Yeah. How much turnover are you really getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the last, last thing would be the bank banking hours. So, you know, sometimes if you have any disputes or any queries, for your bank account, you'd have to go in person sometimes. You'd have to yeah. actually go into a, a branch, speak to an, an attendant, whatever they are, and have your issue cleared. Is Their it? hours run from 9 o'clock until uh, off 3 or 4. So if you're working, by the time you leave work, is never going to be a day that you're you make the make bank it. in time. You must take leave in order to go and sort out your bank disputes in person. Your, wow. But what time do they close back home? Oh, Saturdays. There was always Saturday morning as well. Yeah. You could go, I think, from 8 to 12, it was open as well. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was like, come on, man. What's that going makes on? sense. That makes sense. I That's find, wild. yeah. Also, sometimes the hours are a bit different, but just because it's hot. So um, it is, but I mean, there's still way more than like just just four hours. But, um, <laughs> you know, that that actually brings us around to, um, I see the next question that we wanted to discuss here. Um, and it's such a nice thing. You know, we're talking about the things that we think perhaps are maybe not um, socially acceptable here. It makes you think of back home and what we love about back home and some of the most weird, wonderful, incredible things that we remember from back home. 
Do you have anything that comes to mind for you, like that you feel like is just there and stands out to you? First thing that was so noticeable when I came here was one: we don't have our guys at the <laughs> robots. And for you people that are listening that aren't from South Africa, robots are what we used to describe uh, traffic, traffic lights. Traffic lights, yeah. So thankfully, Star Wars wasn't shot there because that would have been the most <laughs> <laughs> disappointing robotics <laughs> movie in the world. Uh, but at the robot, you'd have someone selling um, the most arbitrary items. So you'd be in Joburg City Center and someone would have the catalog of a beach ball. Yeah. Um, bubbles, bubble machines. Definitely gun that. that blew the bubbles, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The bubble gun. Um, bootleg version of Scrabble. I think it was called Squabble at one time. <laughs> it doesn't come with a bird, it's like a plastic sheet. Uh, but you get tires still, so for like 30 bucks, I think it's a good deal. Okay, yeah. But the the general salespeople at traffic lights or robots. I, I miss that. Very you know, I don't think anyone would. For me, the most arbitrary thing that they used to sell were those foot bricks. You know, those things that you use to, to clean your foot, like to to rub the, the dead skin off the bottom of your foot. You know, you get... I, I always think to myself, like when you're driving and you see someone there, it's like, oh, you know what? I was actually just on my way to go buy that. You, you saved me Mate? the trip of needing to buy Mate? the... And sometimes that would be all the man sells. Like that's his, his entire catalog. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, like belittle the situation or whatever, but I was just like, whoa, this is so specific. This is such a specific thing to sell, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's metal. It's honestly one of the, the craziest things. Um, trying to think of, of the other ones. Have there's um, there's a mind? there's a there's a guy on on Instagram. He's quite cool. I'll I'll send you. His name is uh, Doofcake. Um, and he he puts like a, a filter on where he looks like a like a bust, like a statue from like I don't guess the Roman times or whatever. And he often yeah. talks a lot about um like these wild animals and stuff. And he has a very very hectic South African accent. And he puts it on with the way he does. But he did a really cool one the other day where he came on um, and he was like, because um, he's he's now an expat, he lives overseas. Um, and yeah. he's like, he basically is like, yes, it's my rule. Let me just tell you, I just got back to South Africa and I've been living in what you would consider a first world country, my bro. But let me tell you, nothing compares to a Woolies, my bro. And he goes on <laughs> talking about how like, he's been around the world and he's been traveling, but there's just no experience like going into a Woolies. I don't know if you found anything like we have here, uh, like these, we have like Tesco's and stuff, and Big C, which is kind of like uh, entry level supermarkets. Then you have yeah. like a kind of upper market, which is called Tops, uh, which is a bit more expensive, and you get more variety. And then you have the top, which is called like Villa Market, which has all imports, like literally from all yeah. around the world, um, all sorts of like exciting, I guess, pop tarts and all this stuff from around the world. But even yeah. so, I would say that that the Villa Markets that I've been to don't compare. To Woolies, Maru. Nothing comes, nothing comes close. I must just really? say, oh, uh, Woolies is the epitome of a, a supermarket. You made it. You experience. made it, Mama. We've made actually it. got one that's very similar. It's called Marks and Spencer. So even in the 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 um, typography and how they um, branded themselves looks very similar to Woolies. And some of the items, I'll actually do a, a shop. Next time I'm in M&S and put it on our social media, people can then see that. It's almost like a replica 
Okay. Like your okay. high end, like it's very expensive in comparison to other supermarkets. But the quality, bro. Do you shop there? Do you shop at a Marks, a Marks and Spencer? When, I, when I'm feeling, oof, when I'm feeling luxurious, man, I go and <laughs> boil ourselves there with a, a like a, a steak or we, we love their ready meals. Okay. Like it's night and day. If you go to a Tesco and you get a ready meal versus a Marks and Spencer, quality, Does it scratch? Does it scratch the woolies itch though? It's it does. It's there. It's on okay. farm. Like okay. Now I'm so, just missing those woolies donuts. You know the ones with the the round ones. Yeah. Those ones. Yes. That's yeah, all yeah. I need. Just yeah. Feel those intricate. And they've offers. expanded their range of chuckles. I don't know. You were just there not so not too long ago, mm. so you know that every everyone loves a chuckle. Now there's a chuckle slab, and there's a chuckle ice cream, and there's a chuckle everything. Yeah. So. Woolies has expanded its range, um, and the overpriced rotisserie chickens are still there. I know, um, <laughs> but you say Marks and, yeah, Marks and Spencer's does the thing. My sister now, obviously, she lives in New Zealand. She says she can't find anything. It's all a lot more like artisanal and stuff there. So I guess it's yes. a little bit different. So we'll see now on on my gallivanting around the world, like what I actually happen to see, but. What would be the opposite of Woolies, perhaps, would be, I guess, the Florida man. Oh, the <laughs> legend that is Florida man. Um, I think we've all come across many a story about Florida man. <laughs> and, um, in speaking about weird, crazy, yet um, wonderful people, we've come across our favorite headlines um, that featured this prominent figure that is Florida Man. The Florida Man. The Dome of Florida Man. It's not one specific person. There are just many accounts of outrageous activity happening in the state of Florida yep. in the USA. And we've picked out our favorites. <laughs> so I'll start this off. Um, the headline reads, thousands of gun owners in Florida planning to shoot down Hurricane Irma. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. subject is, let's show Irma how we shoot first. Space, the Facebook <laughs> event. So, uh, in, I think this is probably the epitome of um, Florida man doing Florida taking man matters into his own hands. Taking matters <laughs> literally into his Second Amendment right. I saw one. Rightly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one that's also similar, I guess, to weaponry, but uh, a Florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing alligator through Wendy's drive through window. What's the thinking here, mate? Where are you going? What's the... <laughs> What's your already really that bad? Also, really get it what are you doing? That wrong. What are you doing when you're at a Wendy's, right? And you, you're just chilling, you're eating your burger or wherever, and next thing, just a, a flat alligator hits the floor. What are you doing? I'm out. I'm out, boy. I'm out. That's, That's it. it. You jetting. You this is management's problem now. <laughs> this this is beyond my <laughs> my pay grade. I asked, and there's no way I still try and make um, heads or tails of the situation. They can't ask uh, heads or tails. See what Not you did. This Florida, goes man. back to that episode <laughs> where we where we spoke about animals we could take in a fight and clearly you I backed down. Definitely from a, not taking out an alligator. From an alligator in a in a nah, You take him on? For for who though? Like for <laughs> like what am I trying to achieve here? What am I trying to protect? Well, minimum you? wage. Nah. Oh, I work at the Wendy's. I work at the you Wendy's. You work at the Wendy's. You're the one that's working at the Wendy's. I must deal with this. Nah. 
or minimum wage, fourteen dollars an hour. Almost like Steve Irving, jump on it, crocodile. No, 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 no way, no way. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the next um, headline that uh, we found was Florida man in no seriously yeah. I have drugs T-shirt was arrested for possession of drugs. Is uh, a man <laughs> standing in a T-shirt that says, "No, anyone know who's selling drugs?" It's like, no, really, because I have drugs on me. Um, oh, and he wore wow. this into a law enforcement office, I think it was, and he eventually oh, got arrested for oh, having wow. possession of drugs. I guess it's like a clever, like a little marketing um, thing, I suppose. Like, if you wanted people to know, I think that could work at a party. I could see how that was a good idea at a party. That's but... hiding in plain sight right there. Yeah. Well, I don't know why he went in, but okay, so now let's say this guy got arrested. <laughs> that leads into our next one. Florida man breaks into jail to hang out with his friends. You doing that? You're poor. You missing me? You missing me, my boy? Bruh, I'm missing you too much. I must come and spend some quality time beyond what is the the arranged um, visiting hours. Yeah, you come in and you you can drop off drop off the mic so that we can carry on vibing together. No stress. The show must go on. The show show must must go go on. on. You know it. You know it. You know it. But then that led us to the next thing, um, which is the Florida man birthday test. Um, for those people that haven't done this, you should try it. You go on to Google and you type Florida man and you put in your birthday and you see what story comes out. So, Tev, what was yours? <laughs> so, my one was Florida man bites off girlfriend's thumb on the way to Taco Bell. <laughs> I've got six here is during the course of the drive down from work, they got into a verbal argument and she basically became upset. She kind of pushed his head and he responded by biting her. Yvonne Martinez, the department spokesperson, tells Florida today. He bit her thumb completely off and spat it out on the floorboard. Yo, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Getting into an argument with Lisa and I'm just like, yes. What are you doing if she bit your thumb off? (laughs) What are we doing? I'm just shook. I'm just shook. How do you deal? Like, I'd be speechless. I'm just like, and now? Now what does I do? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently they took her to the hospital and stuff and they couldn't put it back on. So like, she, it, it was gone. She lost her thumb. There's no she coming lo- back from that. We're done. There's no, no coming back. Yeah. Right? Even now? Even cool. now at this stage, married and all? Is it, oh, you can't work through it? Then I need, you must invest in one of those prosthetic thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I need that. Top notch tech there, Brad. <laughs> okay, well, here's mine. Maybe a little less violent, although violence in its own way. Florida oh, yeah. suspect, 22, allegedly attacked his mother with sausages. So basically, what happened was a hungry 22 year old man who allegedly pelted his mother with sausages because she accidentally bumped into him while making his dinner. Have you ever been that mad, bruh? That's that the sausages. <laughs> Hey, at someone. What, what was that? Um, wow. What was that? That uh, uh, disease that was going around in South Africa um, that came from the pavilion. Um, um, listeriosis. Listeriosis. So listeriosis. not only are you throwing throwing a sausage, just you're catching throwing... Enterprise Vienna. Yeah, <laughs> and Bobby yeah. and viewing Enterprise Vienna. But oh, also, yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. like hot dogs, man. So I don't see myself throwing them either. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a waste of food here that we're talking mm. about. Uh, oh. I love it. <laughs> Yesterday, what's going on in Florida, man? Hey, oh, what a place to be. But for, for all things <laughs> weird and wonderful, um, in rounding this off, we have to talk about a moment 
that's always wholesome. Um, a wholesome, wholesome moment or takeaway. And we spoke about very unique um, instances that happened in South Africa and how could we not talk about the elephant in the dark room that <laughs> is uh, load shedding. Uh, we obviously know the uh, challenges that load shedding presents, but as true South Africans, we always look to make something good out of a particularly challenging or tough situation. Yeah. And I found an article by jawsykids.co.za about the positives um, of load shedding. So we have a few benefits here. I'll run through a number of them. Um, so the first is spending less time on devices. Uh, we don't have the distraction of technology. We can have some real uh, quality face-to-face -face time with family and yep. friends. Less noise pollution, less light pollution. We can uh, go to sleep earlier. So getting those eight hours of sleep. Remember, we're looking to keep young. Make, exactly, exactly. Linked to our previous episode. Uh -huh. We did there. Nice plug. Uh, taking a break from working. Uh, it brings people together. It gives us something to talk about. It also teaches people to toughen up a bit. Is here. Um, oh, wow. More family time. Candlelit dinners. Candlelit dinners, exactly. That Bring the romance back. A, an interesting account that I heard about um, one relationship that absolutely did a, a 180. So they were on the brink of separation and divorce. It was just getting so um, hectic. I mean, they yeah. were living past each other in the busyness of uh, the day-to-day -day and the fortunate outcome of load shedding meant that they had to spend a lot more time together. They had a lot more time to talk through their issues, but also focus on the reasons why they are together as a couple. And that has fueled them. They're in a much better space. And that's all thanks to the, let's call it the benefits of, of load shedding. Hey, Escom, the gift that keeps giving, man. The gift that keeps hey, giving. Hey, hey, I was about hey. to say, it's it's all well and fine for us to sit here and talk about it when we're not experiencing it. But haven't you, you've had it a little bit, haven't you? Or were they I talking about it? I had one instance, it? It, was, um, it wasn't as long. But it, yeah, we were, we are due to, to get it um, in the coming year. Okay. This coming year. Hopefully yeah. not around Comes November. Uh, when it's cold <laughs> and I'm yeah hopefully not around that time but um, so far be it for us to tell people to be positive about it when we don't have it but if you are looking for some little bit of uh, what you could do go check out Josie Kids that's quite a cool little um, trying to put a spin on it I like the candlelit dinners playing board games um, and I also saw what's quite cool is the number of industries that are being born out of it uh, like the opportunities that are being made um, like some people made like uh, these like rechargeable batteries, uh, these like special like lights. Oh, that was the thing. It was these light bulbs that they put in the house that this person invented that it charged. It had a little battery in it. So when you put your light on with electricity, it charged. And then when the power died, the lights had a little battery in it. So you still had lights. Um, so yeah, there's like little innovations that came out of that. So it's not all uh, lost in the darkness. Mm. <laughs> and speaking of inspirational light bulb moments don't forget to like subscribe share this with a friend we're looking to grow our communities we're looking to grow ourselves in this light we're looking to brighten yes. up 
everyone's yeah. day, everyone's lives. This is done through sharing, liking, subscribing, and answering those poll questions. Those poll questions that are helps. really, really key to us understanding. We you guys sit on some of these uh, topics like, that we need to look for. Yep, for sure. Yeah, um, I think that's that's <laughs> all we can say. <laughs> I think that's a, a great place to wrap things up and just a big thank you for all of those that have been with us for this episode. And you stuck through it to the end. Love you lots. See you next time. Hello. <laughs>